This is Top Floor episode 121. You can find the show notes at topfloorpodcast.com forward slash episode forward slash 121. Welcome to Top Floor with Susan Berry. This weekly podcast right up to the top floor features tangible tips and excellent stories from the experts and characters who elevate hospitality. And now your host and elevator operator, Susan Berry. Welcome to the show. Haley Payne grew up in the hotel business, joining her mom at work starting at age six. After 14 years as a general manager, Haley went to work for Pure Wellness. As head of commercial, she leads the company's sales, marketing, and account management functions while providing insight into how the hotel business works. Today, we are going to talk about dogs on the loose and air purification. But before we jump in, we need to answer the call button. The emergency call button is our hotline for hospitality professionals who have burning questions. If you would like to submit a question, you can call or text me at 850-404-9630. Today's question was submitted by Sunny. Here is what Sunny has to say. I am a new sales rep for a linen company. And I'm attending a conference and supposed to set up appointments in advance with potential customers. I hate all of the mass emails that people send out, but I don't know what else to do. Do you have any suggestions? Haley, what's your best advice for Sunny? I know exactly how Sunny feels in this situation. Like all of the emails are the same. And yet, what other choice do you have? Wow, that's a really good question because I feel exactly the same way. <laughs> um, I think that, um, you know, you have to have a catch, right? You have to have something that stands out, that uh, makes people want to read what you're sending and wants to talk to you. Um, and also lean on relationships that you know or uh, through people that know people, right? And a lot of times when you can get a referral, uh, you're more likely to be able to set up that meeting quicker. I think that's awesome advice. Another idea I had is to possibly partner with an organization that doesn't have the money to host something. Like, for example, you know, there are all of these um, women's leadership organizations that rely on sponsorship dollars to do all of their programming. So, what if you were to say co host? an event with another organization, you put up the cash, they put up the guest list, and all of a sudden, you've got a ton of new people that you're getting to meet that you didn't have to call to email in advance. That's actually a great idea. Um, When I attended lodging last year, there was a lot of those little uh, meeting groups that met, you know, they would have sidebar conversations. And there were there were so many people that I wanted to talk to and wanted to, you know, have appointments with. And so that would be great to do something like that. So I think in the introduction, I made it sound like you started being a general manager when you were six years old. (laughs) And that is not what I meant. Um, What was your first job in the hotel business? Well, other than the unpaid job of 
bussing tables and rolling silverware for my mom. Um, <laughs> when I my first job in hospitality was working the front desk and working night audit, and um, I had no intentions of staying in hospitality. I was gonna get a real job, right? And um, but it gets in your blood, and all of a sudden you just you know. 30 years later, here you are. It's absolutely true. I thought that I was going to work in a hotel until I figured out what I was really going to do. And again, 30 years later, here we are. How did the move from being a hotel general manager to working at Pure Wellness come about? Like, What made that happen? Well, I was working for a franchise company that had Pure in all of their hotels. And my hotel uh, was in Fort Lauderdale and my hotel sold. And when my hotel sold, um, Pure said, hey, you know, since you're out of a job, maybe you would like to come work with us because they're more the original uh, founder and the scientists behind the program were more in the janitorial side. And so they said, look, we don't we we think hotels is the right vertical for us, but we don't really know anything about hotels. So it would be great to have someone that could help us with that. So what do you miss or maybe what do you not miss about working on property? Well, I don't miss all the weekends and holidays. That's Mm -hmm. for sure. (laughs) Um, But I do miss the camaraderie and the, you know, the, there's just, there's a high about taking care of guests and working as a team and, um, I, I don't know. I miss that. You don't, as a vendor, you don't tend to get that like you do when you're on site and you're dealing with it all the time. Right. Um, so I miss that a lot, but I, I do get to visit hotels frequently enough that I, I get to be a part of that. Understood. So do you say pure or pure wellness? So our company is pure wellness. We call it pure, but our, uh, if you look at anything online, social and our website, it's pure room. Got it. So describe that room. What does it entail? So Pure Wellness is a hospitality program that is a solution for hotels to uh, generate revenue. So through a premium room. And in turn, we offer the guest a wellness experience. And the way that we do that is we have a patented seven-step process that we take, say, 10% of a hotel's inventory. And we convert all of these rooms through this seven-step process. And that is to remove things like yeast, fungus, mold spores, bacteria, um, all the ick that's in every environment, right? But a hotel room is contained and we can control that pretty much. So we're going to remove that and then we're going to put processes in place to keep that at bay so that housekeeping and engineering don't have to change their routine. So it's very turnkey for the operations of the hotel. Um, But our goal is to keep as much particulate and as much... um, uh, respiratory, anything that would cause a respiratory challenge out of the room. Uh, And so one of the things, once we get the room to where we want it is we apply Pure Shield and Pure Shield is a barrier. It's, we call it a bacteriostatic barrier, very scientific, Mm -hmm. but it's a barrier on the surfaces that stops bacteria and virus growth. Is that only commercially available or could someone like get that for their house? Because I um, want some, FYI. <laughs> it is it is only commercial. Um, but, you know, when COVID came out, there were some things you could buy at like Home Depot or Lowe's that you could spray, microband, things like that, mm-hmm. and it would stop it for a little while. It's a shorter term solution than ours. Um, but what's great about it is like touch points, light switches, door handles, drawer pulls, you know, things like that. You're not worrying about contamination, right, from one guest to the other. 
And then we complement that with our air purifier, which has DFS technology. And the great thing about DFS technology is it captures and kills 99.9% of all airborne viruses and bacteria. So what can't survive on the surfaces as it's moving through the air will get filtered out and killed by the purifier. Got it. So those air purifiers, that's sort of at the core of this offering. And as I understand it, they were originally developed as a government project to stop norovirus from spreading in Navy ships. And then, of course, later became a private sector company, chose hotels as a vertical to target, et cetera. How did that transition from being... I mean, it sounds like a comic book kind of like super secret government project now deployed in hotels across the land. You know what I mean? So it's it's funny that you say that. So the, the air purifier was not really the uh, what was developed for the government, but the shield that's on the surfaces to stop the virus growth, that's what was developed. And then, and then this purifier complements that. Got it. Um, So the idea was that a hotel room is a, a, you know, it's a small enough space with its own HVAC. So you can really control the air quality in that room. And the way we clean and sanitize the HVAC as part of our process, uh, we do, you know, it's a little bit different than what a hotel does when they PM the rooms. So we can really control the amount of particulate that is in the air and what is attached to that particulate. And there's something special with the bed linen too, right? Sure. We So first of all, it's feather-free. And then we encase the mattresses and the pillows in an encasement that protects the guests from dust and dust mite allergens. That's the number one indoor allergen. And so if you can control that and help a guest you know, be able to lay down and not have to fight that off, then they can t- potentially sleep better. And in addition to that, we also filter the shower water to remove chlorine and other minerals. Oh, I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. So you are obviously a hotel expert since you were a baby. What do you think are the skills or the knowledge that you bring to the table for this company that somebody who doesn't come from the hotel business might not be able to have or do? Well, I, you know, I never thought that there was all that much hotel lingo, but there is. There's a <laughs> yes. lot of things that we know in the hotel world that others don't know. Um, so that's part of it. But I think understanding operate hotel operations is critical. And um, people who aren't, people who've never cleaned rooms, who've never PM'd rooms, really don't understand what how amazing hotel staffs are and what they go through, right? To make that just perfect for the next guest. And so I think I've helped with that. And then also revenue management. Um, You know, that's how you handle a room type and how you control the inventory and and things like that is very important. Mm, I wouldn't have thought of that last one. I was thinking more like, well, I'm very nice and hospitable. (laughs) So people like me when I come to call on them. (laughs) We like to make sure that our listeners come away from every single episode of Top Floor with some specific, practical, kind of tangible things to try either in their businesses or their personal lives. So this is very personal for me because I recently had this encounter that's like mind-boggling. I was flying and these people had a dog. I'm a former dog lover, owner, I like dogs, you know, whatever. But they were letting their dog run wild in the waiting area and then on the plane. Like, 
and nobody was saying anything to them. It was crazy. So I started thinking about the fact that people are allergic to dogs. They're scared of dogs or they just like may not want a wild ass dog running loose in the airplane. And, you know, it's hotels are becoming more pet friendly. The whole world is becoming more pet friendly. So I can see this type of guest room really being like the escape from pet dander everywhere. Are there other use cases or target guests that you think about when you're selling and when you're talking about the product? Oh, really good question. Um, well, to me, the the low-hanging fruit, I guess, is an allergy or asthma sufferer, right? Because our whole program removes anything that would trigger respiratory challenges. Um, but what we have found is that the guest that has multiple chemical sensitivities loves this room. Um, we, you know, we ask the hotel not to spray deodorizer in the room because the room has its own fresh scent, um, on its own. Uh, but chemical sensitive guests love the idea that they can be in an environment where it's, it's worry-free. So we still have to let the hotel know, please don't wash their, their linens and detergent, you know, don't clean the room with chemicals. But for the most part, they really enjoy this room. And then, you know, I'm a road warrior. I, I travel almost every week. I don't have allergies. I don't have asthma, no chemical sensitivities. I love pets. Um, <laughs> but I also need a good night's sleep. And so this room, because you have so much, uh, the air quality is so much improved and the particulate count is so low, your body can lay down, get to a resting state because it's not trying to fight off what it's not used to breathing. And you can get in that level of REM sleep, sleep well, wake up and feel very refreshed. So as a road warrior, it's a fantastic room for me. What advice would you give someone from outside the hotel business who is looking to sell into the industry? So I know we talked about what skills you bring to the table, but what if somebody's like, I have a brilliant idea for a new product. I know it would help hotels, but I just don't know how to get in there. What would you suggest they do? You know, that is such a good question. And I would say you have to approach the brand. Um, it is so hard to do anything in hospitality without the approval of the brands. Uh, and so it's a struggle that we fought for a long time. And um, we're brand approved for most brands now. But it, until we got that... It, Owners don't want to do anything if the brand's not going to support it, right? And what happens if you were to try, say, from the management company side, if you were to just go to like an Ambridge or Remington and get their approval, do you still need brand approval or does the management company work? Most of the time, if they don't have a lot of independent properties, they'll tell you, hey, are you Hilton approved? Or are you Marriott approved? Because you know, when they go through a QA, especially if it's something aesthetic in the room mm -hmm. um, or in the hotel that's not part of a brand standard, the brand is going to say something about it and they may get deducted on a QA or something. So you really need the brand to be on your on your side. Gotcha. How do you do that? You just call and like, oh, hi. No, it's, you know, it's, <laughs> you know, you got to know people and talk to them. And there is, I mean, there is a process to go through to get brand approved. For gotcha. Sure. Okay, we've reached the fortune telling portion of our show. So it's time for some predictions. What is a prediction that you have about the future of wellness travel? Well, I think wellness travel is the future. 
Um, if you think about the fact that the guest now is the experience-based guest, right? They work a little, they play a little, they want the same comforts that they have at home. And, and the brands are all popping up with these lifestyle hotels. I don't even know all the brands anymore. Um, but they, they're all trying to answer that question for that experience-based guest, right? They want to make them, they want them to choose that brand because it fits what they want. Um, I think that's just kind of the way we're going. And when you look, the Global Wellness Institute will tell you that uh, in 2022, wellness tourism was a $600 billion industry. And by 2027, they're saying $1.4 trillion. So good grief. The future is wellness travel for sure. Okay. So then if you could wave a magic wand and create either a new product or a service for the hospitality industry, would it be something in wellness or what would it be? Well, of course it would be pure rooms everywhere. <laughs> um, uh, I, you know, for me, I think if we could solve turnover um, or a solution that would at least help when there is turnover, that would be huge for hospitality. Do you mean employee turnover or yeah. turning over rooms? Yeah. No, employee turnover. There's such a ripple effect in everything when there's when there's turnover and it's very high. So do you have a good idea that we can steal <laughs> and then patent and no, sell? That's my next plan. No, okay, no, no. <laughs> fine. Well, what's next for you and what's next for your company? Well, we're doing big things. We brought on an advisor and we are um, we're going to create a customer advisory board and it's going to have hospitality professionals and it's going to have wellness professionals on it. And what's great about that is uh, over the next two years, they're going to help us with the evolution of our program and with uh, trying to really scale our program into, you know, wherever we want to go, a brand standard or uh, uh, ownership groups or, you know, who, who knows. So we're excited about that. Well, good luck. Thank you. Okay. Before we tell you goodbye, Haley, we are going to head down to the loading dock where all of the best stories get told. Going down. Haley, what is a story you would only tell me on the loading dock? So in my early days, um, I was the front office manager at a large hotel in Memphis uh, attached to the convention center across from St. Jude. And uh, Walmart had their annual employee meetings there every year because it was the first big city that had a large enough space for them to, uh, to have all those people come in, right? Um, and one day I was standing at the front desk um, and this gentleman pulled up in like an old, like a 59 pickup truck. I don't even know what year it was, but an old pickup truck. And he gets out and he's in his denim shirt and his blue jeans with a hole in them and some work boots. And he comes up to the front desk to check in and it's Sam Walton. Oh my gosh. And I happened to be standing there and I, you know, and so I said, oh, you know, what's your last name? And he's like, Walton. And I was like, Oh, Mr. Walton. I, you know, <laughs> and, uh, I, I'm checking him in and I notice he has a button missing from his shirt. And I said, Mr. Walton, if you'll leave your shirt in your room, I'll have someone get it and we'll get that button sewn on for you. He literally took his shirt off in the lobby. He had Stop another shirt it. on, took his shirt off in the lobby, handed it to me. So I felt obligated to sew the button on right then. Oh so my I got goodness. 
showed the button on while we were chatting, and then he put it back on and went on about his way. Oh my Lord, Haley. Did he give you a tip? No, but you know what he did is um, at the uh, conference, which was at the convention center across the street, he had me come over and he brought me up on stage and talked about what great customer service the hotel had. And 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 then he thanked me. Oh, wow. That is really yeah. cool. Well, that sounds uh, very apropos for Walmart. Like get a discounted service and then thank you <laughs> profusely with a verbal tip. How interesting. Yeah. Was great. Hey, <laughs> Haley Payne, thank you so much for being here. I am definitely going to seek out a pure room on my next trip. And I really appreciate you writing with us to the top floor. Well, thanks for having me. Thanks so much for listening. You can find the show notes at topfloorpodcast.com forward slash episode forward slash 121. Jonathan Albano is our editor, producer, and all around genius. He even wrote and performed our theme song with vocals by Cameron Albano. You can subscribe to Top Floor on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen. And your rating or review will go a long way in helping us give you more of what you like. Thanks for listening to the Top Floor Podcast at www.topfloorpodcast.com. Have a hospitality marketing question? Reach us at 850-404-9630 to be featured in a future episode. 